Well, it sounds like you have experience in this game. Go ahead, Lily. Wow. <laughs> well, let me. It was last week, and the woman at the cashier, <laughs> she was so weak. Um, <laughs> she packed my potatoes and my chips. <laughs> I would say. I'm trying. I'm gonna have to go way back here. Um, Great place to eat, by the way. <laughs> I mean, I've got something. Uh, I don't know if this even counts for feelings, but I, I just, how was I hurt? It was like uh, when you throw out from the day you met till that hour, the six to 15 things you did wrong, literally in a row, that never go away. And there's no way to ever get rid of them. So that means, you know, a month from now... Hey now, welcome. Well, welcome to Half the Experience, where I'm your host. We got Big Wolf Dave Silver, as always. We got Moron. We got Half. Super excited to be here this week. And, of course, we got our sponsorships. We got Buns and Unders, anywhere from here to California. Pop off, any exit, get you number five. Can't find that. Stop in any local grocery store from here to at least Pennsylvania. Anywhere on the flattle, aisle 56, pick you up the sweetest, biggest bag of sweet meat. Put that in your mouth. Share it with the homeless mm, man. Mm, mm. Looking for that sweet, sweet smell and aroma to rub all over your body. Some mat- natural man care mm. products. Go to SawyersNatural.com. And, of course, our new product line coming out in the near future from now until the time the earth ends. Raptor packs. Mm, sweet meat tastes good. So, yeah, so here's what we got. Like, obviously, I'll be eight years married here in May for what it's worth. Um, it's worth at least eight years, I can tell you that. Um, but it, and let me go back to the feelings thing because obviously to say – to say It just is. I mean, it, it, it never gets old. But to say men don't have feelings obviously is not the accurate truth. So we don't want to go sloppy Joe on it and just, like, make absurd slurred words. But – is it more common that a man can express feelings? Not likely. And then the pendulum swing is that if a man does express feelings nine times out of ten, this is also true. He's more flamboyant in the male department. Um, because he's either, yeah, no, and you did. I'm, I'm making sure we get the, you know, a couple of the facts out there. Also, another fun statistic. Um, you could fact check this one if you want. Most of the cases is that the woman has already cheated or left the man first before a divorce happens. So just, just another fun fact. Um, now, that's according to recent polls within the last 10 to 15 years. So back in the day, that wasn't the case. Um, and that's just due to the whole, you know, war on women and women's right. And they, they deserve equal pay and all that BS. So they feel like super independent and blah, 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 blah. But they also just really make a lot of money because they're only fans page. But um <clears throat> Yeah, so I obviously don't express feelings very well, and it has got me in trouble in my marriage. Um, so the, the thing is, is uh, you have to, as a man, it's just like the pendulum swing. We talked about this on, uh, uh, I think it's Bigfoot Tears and Toxic Masculinity is a great episode to go back and listen to. And if you can't figure out which episode it is, just scroll through until you find it. On your way anywhere from here to California, you stop off any eggs and go to Bunsen, and just get you number five. <laughs> Transition. <laughs> but uh, if that doesn't seem to satisfy you or be able to help you express your feelings, go to any local grocery store from here across the bottle. Aisle 56, pick up the biggest bag of sweet meat. 
that'll have all your emotions and feelings flowing out of your mouth and other ends of your body. But um, the, the biggest thing that I've had to learn, and here, here's how you keep a man happy, number one, from my perspective, is learning how to communicate the way a man wants to communicate. For example, and I've learned this from myself, like, number one, and I, I'll agree to an extent with what Lily said. Yes, we don't want our lives more difficult, but that's not really a man thing. That's just a human thing. Like, I don't know of anybody that's like wakes up in the morning and goes, ah, you know what? Damn it. Today's the day I want my life to be more difficult than it was yesterday. <laughs> so, so, so to be fair to even the women audience, like nobody wants their life to be more difficult. But with that being said is it's a both way thing. And I think it falls more on the man because of his inability to express feelings correctly, which then in turn has his communication skills very roughly and or not. Uh, which means there has to be an understanding. So for example, we just shifted our entire financial structure because we're switching into this new uh, way of saving and, and just investments. And so I had to take back over the personal finances because she was taking care of them while I did the business stuff. Um, just because it was just a lot going on at the time. So in doing so, you know, I have to learn to communicate certain things in her mind. She was already doing an excellent job. So there's a shout out to my wife who's doing fantastic. All the bills were getting paid. Food was always in the fridge. Kids always had clothes. Like nothing was late. Nothing was missed. We didn't have any, you know, negative things. One of the frustrating parts was, uh, you know, there would be down to the last day or something. My account would be at like $2, but the check would hit the day, the next day. So it wasn't really $2, but if I would swipe my card in between the transaction, it would decline. And like, it, it just frustrated the piss out of me. So in transitioning over to the new statement, I had to communicate, Hey, you don't really have to worry about what you're spending, but I do need to know how much you spend when you spend it. And the reason for that is because I'm stretching things out to a 28 day pay period. And there's going to be overlaps in that pay period because we're switching to a credit-based system. So I'm not spending my money, but every two months instead of once a month. Um, but it took communication to get there. And so <clears throat> where my feelings come into play, and I think the only feeling that most men know how to communicate is frustration. But even in knowing how to communicate, frustration is super key. So for example, uh, I woke up this morning to my account like 300 and something dollars less than it should have been. And I'm like, why is this the case? And I go and I look at the statement and I see, oh, there was two transactions that I didn't get communicated to. So I could have kicked in the door and been like, woman, you're out, like to the street. Um, but I didn't, you know, I had, I had to learn to say like, because here's what happened. Hey, like, why did you spend 300 plus dollars? And the response was, oh, my credit card needed to be paid. And my response is, no, it doesn't because it doesn't have to get paid until the 7th of March. Now, I calmly, I composed myself. I got my frustration down because I knew it was just a misunderstanding. Whereas in my past, you know, six years ago, I would have been like, I want, I want you to sleep out of the shed tonight. Um, so that, that's one example. Example two is men don't typically know how to listen uh, to what's being said and or, and this is the, the thing women don't like to hear, Women don't know how to actually speak what they legitimately are feeling. They only know how to speak, speak what they're expressing or their emotions are expressing, which is extremely difficult because most men, not all men, uh, two out of the three on here are this way. 
are logical processors. So like men typically like to logically process and figure out what's the most efficient way to get to the end goal. For myself, I, I like that. And whenever you're done cutting down all the trees in your neighbor's backyard, just let me know. Um, <laughs> that one must I've, I've, never, I've never been more frustrated than just hearing this conversation right now, but you can keep going. I'm just, yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's good. We, we, just lost, we just lost our one guy listener. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's already out of here. So the, the biggest thing is, is really, again, when I'm listening to my wife for a long time, I was trying to solve the problem that didn't exist because I was only able to hear what she was expressing, which isn't legitimately what was actually going on most of the time, not all the time. And so therefore she didn't actually want that. Most of the time she doesn't want that. She doesn't even want me to respond. Um, and then the times that it actually had nothing to do with anything, it was just like what we would call, you know, man talk in the cave or just guy talk. Uh, she wanted me to engage and still does there's, she wants, there's some, some sort of a, a engagement instead of like, she walks in and says, you know, whatever the case may be. Oh, I just, you know, check out this new, you know, whatever thing I just bought. Oh yeah. Cool. That's sweet. That's awesome. Most guys don't know how to actually express any kind of encouragement and or acceptance into something we personally don't actually care about. Um, and, and what that word means, that word care means uh, to us is like, I don't have any, you know, enjoyment in this. I have no hobby in this. I have no use for this. And so therefore that's the only thing that changes the care, but here's where the care is missing. I care for my wife and I love my wife. So in turn, I care for the things that she cares about. And so as a man, I have to take responsibility for the things that I'm responsible for. And in doing so, that means I also have to put my selfishness aside sometimes and say, you know what, I have to take interest in what she finds interesting in order to keep a happy, happy wife and a happy life, as you would hear most times in the cliche. Whereas when I'm talking to men, because she's even brought this up and this is real time experience, you know, when you go talk to your man about, you know, the next recipe you wrote or, you know, whatever the hobby may be or smoking cigars or your podcast, you talk and talk and talk. You can talk for hours. You can go back and forth. You have dialogue. But then if I bring up the same common interest or if I bring up something to do with it, you got these like two or three word, you know, okay, that's true because I just don't want to talk about it with you. <laughs> it's not that I don't like you. It's not that I don't love you. It's not that I don't love the topic. It's just that you don't know how to jive on the same level uh, that, that the guys that I'm hanging with do. It's not a bad thing, but it's having the common understanding both ways. Again, this is a double-sided conversation here that both participating parties have to learn to agree or end or have conversation in disagreement too sometimes on things that they don't quite understand. And, and number one, this is, this is a skill set. This is now taking it outside of marriage and even further, but it happens in your home first. If you can, if you can manage your home well, you can manage anything in life well. And Dave obviously has you know, a couple of good experiences to state that. But uh, in management, if you cannot communicate correctly for both participating parties, both the communicator and the one listening, to fully comprehend and get it, then your communication is faulty and the leadership is also faulty. And then the second thing is if you don't know how to, how to listen to actually understand instead of listen to communicate – uh, then you also are not going to be a strong leader. And I have to deal with this quite often. For example, we have this nine o'clock meeting and I go through everything for the entire week and then I break it down into the day and then I break it down to the hours. And I'll say, okay, everybody good? Does anybody have questions? And then all my wives at work go, no, we're good. And they go out to the workplace. And then like 30 minutes later, I'm, I walk out there and two of them are doing each other's nails. The other one's calling their hair salon. And I'm like, 
what the frick are we doing? And they go, you said we had all, all week to get these jobs done. And I'm like, <laughs> no, I didn't say that. I, you know, I broke it down for you. So I've had to learn. And, and obviously I brought some humor into that because I work with all men, but the, the biggest thing is understanding and, and getting to a place where you understand how to communicate because every individual, not just your husband, your husbands and wives, but every single individual, my two sons included, they're both different and unique. And so even with my two boys, one who's 20 months or 21 months years old, I have to learn to communicate tones with different pitches, with different words, with different breakdowns, uh, all of these things factor in. So now as you come together as a, in a marriage and you have a husband and a wife, at, at the wedding, what I think goes out the window, and a lot of times it's just the dating scene in, in, in general, it's just skewed and it's broken because what we do is we, we date based off of you know physical appearance or, or an end goal that we have fantasized in our mind or an end goal that we desire it to look like. And so we don't really necessarily take into consideration what the other person has to say or other person's also doing, which is their own end goal. And so at these coffee dates and these dinner dates, it's like, how can I impress? What can I do to when, what am I asking? And so you're only seeking things that benefit your end goal and you're not actually even taking into consideration how you benefit their end goal, which is team building and, and leadership. And so when you get into this marriage, all the expectations go out the window because neither one of you are going to meet each other's unspoken expectations. And then you're, you're getting pissed off because you wanted to get to the end goal in, in year one instead of like, and they happily lived happily ever after all the way to the death do they part scene. And so it becomes this cluster F and there's no communication to polish it off. There's no clear understanding of one another. And then what happens is it just starts to compile. Men don't express feelings. Women get pissed off at it. They give up. They stop caring. The man never did care. According to the woman, the man didn't know how to express his communication or his, his uh, care for her. And so build up, build up, build up, build up. And then one day there's this, you know, divorce or there's separation and it's based off of the fact that like, I don't like the way you didn't cut our yard three weeks in a row or you didn't take out the trash, but that, that's irrelevant. That really actually had nothing to do with it. It really had to do with this, this end goal picture that you both had, but neither one of you communicated. And so nobody's actually trying to help the other person achieve the goal. And then in doing so, both people fail. No success is gained. Separation, divorce happens, and it's got awful. Um, instead of saying, you know what? Now, this is speaking on the real time of my marriage, because for the first three years of my marriage, it was literally awful to be you know, with me, around me. Uh, and I could say the same for her if I wanted to, but it's not, it wasn't necessarily the case because leadership, my, my marriage reflected my leadership. And when I really stepped back and said, okay, how can I love her more each day? Like, what can I do? Why did, one, why did I fall in love with her? Two, why did I decide to marry her? Because it was my decision. Three, why did I decide to bring her into my life? And then four, what's going to keep me to desire those things daily? Uh, and, and there's obviously days where there's rough patches or there's days where I'm frustrated. Is uh, This one skill set that I've picked up from other men who have also successful marriages of 30 plus years is communication. And whether whatever that looks like, each person has to figure that out. So one of the things that I have to do is communicate, like, for example, when I have a rough day at work and I'm really just not in the mood to come home to whatever may be the next frustrating thing. It's my job to communicate to my wife who has not been with me all day 
what and how my day has gone so that she can play a part in helping, as Lily said, making my life less miserable. Uh, and if she doesn't know what is actually going on in my day, then she also doesn't know to help me get out of that situation. And then therefore I'm bringing the problem home with me and not the solution, even though I could have, and then it becomes an even bigger problem. And then she gets pissed because she wants to know why I'm so pissed coming home to her, to the family in which I love. Um, Cause that's not how it seems when I come home pissed off. Uh, so it's super, super key to be able to understand one another. And when you don't, don't be prideful and say, I, I, I don't understand what you're saying right now. Like, explain that differently. Uh, and it's hard. I mean, the pride of man usually flares up and says, I got this. I could, I could solve it. Let me just go buy you dinner and let you get a new car. And like, that's going to fix it. But it's not like uh, marriage takes work. Um, relationship with people takes work. Uh, yes, having a relationship with the men is a lot easier because we don't go home with each other. Um, we really don't care if you piss your bed when you drank too much the night before. Like these, these things don't matter to us because they don't affect us in the daily or the hourly or the emotional state. Uh, we, we get to go and vent all our problems to the boys, drink a few beers, head home, and then it's all solved. Uh, whereas... I, 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 I got to jump in here. It, it's, it's, uh, First off, the biggest run-off sentence I've ever heard in my life. But even even if even if some of that had some validity, how, how is how is uh, uh, I, I always this this is like a nails in a chalkboard. Marriage is work. You know, in all honesty, fuck that. I come home to enjoy my life, not come home to misery. And if it's work, screw it. Let's just all go to the, where there's no work because that's much easier. And, and why, why don't we just all get on Tinder and just rock star Tinder? Sounds very democratic to me. All, all the, all the, all the complaining. No, but I'm serious. I, you know how I always hear. I was work. too. Screw that. Screw the work. And work is just horrible. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Is that the same way? You, <laughs> let, let, let me ask you this. Cause <laughs> do, do you, is that, is that, is that the same mindset you have into making a successful business? Oh, that's a great question. Uh, no, I mean, it's, it's a valid question. I, I, I determine my business not on what I want to do. I determine business on what I don't want to do. So it's actually, yes is the answer to that. And most people spend their lives trying to figure out, like, I want to be the best carpenter or the best builder or the best engineer architect, blah, blah, blah. What you got to do is look at what has been unsuccessful and stop targeting what you want to do and start targeting what you don't want to do. I mean, like, let's not do that anymore. Yeah. Oh, I'm, a, I'm in agreement. I'm in agreement with yeah. that statement. Yeah, but yeah. Here, so if the... I if I got bitching coming at me, I don't want to do, do that because that invokes it evokes bitching. Bitching evokes me hitting the goddamn you know yabba dabba do down a Trinosaurus Rex back out the goddamn back door. Yeah. Woo! So so no, no, that's good. I'm glad you brought that up. So for example, I'm in management. So the, what you would call bitching it happens there. The answer is not fire all 19 people in the in, in the warehouse because then what happens is now the guy that had to listen to all that has nobody to listen to, but also has to get all the work done. Now you could say quick solve, let's go ahead and hire all 19 people. But I don't know about what world you living in, but finding 19 people to hire, but then also do the work is damn near impossible. And actually probably would be impossible just hundred percent. So, so the point I'm making is it may be a sensitive topic because you're, you're caught up in the marriage side of it. And, and I do hate it for you and that you had a rough experience and it wasn't great and there was nothing good out of it. 
debatable. You're all miserable. Some children you're miserable. That you miserable. But, as hell. Future. Yeah. But what I'm going to say, and this is where it's going to hurt a little bit, is I don't. Horrible. I'm not going to. I'm. I'm not, not going to say that it's 100% her fault in in those situations. And I. And Painful. what happens is, is a man needs to recognize his fault. And in your business, you're you're not going to just. For example, I'm with you. I'm not going to look for what I, you know, I want to be the best carpenter, so let me go do all the carpentry. That's the stupidest thing. I want to be the best carpenter, so let me go hire the best carpenters to work for me so I can make all the money with no work involved. It still requires excellent communication, excellent guidance, a game plan, and a leader to do all those things. And if you don't take care of your employees, aka work wives, if you don't keep them happy and not bitching, then the job doesn't get done. You still achieve the goals at the end of the day. You still have to get the job done. And now you're actually working harder than you should have been because you're refusing to put put aside your, your whatever you want, your feelings, your emotions, your hurt. I don't want to hear this. I don't want to deal with it. But well, here, here's the thing. And this is why I actually say it, dating shouldn't be done in today's society because it's actually preparing you for divorce. And second, if you are not prepared to actually take responsibility for all things that happen under your roof, then you should not say I do. And number responsible ownership. I, I am responsible for every good and bad thing that happens under my 24 hours or, four, or 12 hours, depending on the day. It's five days a week. Every every week, I'm responsible for all good and bad decisions that happen under my management. So, under my so, so it so, similar truth to that. Like, uh, for for example, if if my if my ex was uh, you know banging my best friend while while we were together, uh, it's while we're together under our roof. But there's also some other side of the story, and no one wants to hear this side of the story. But if you had six months of working your ass off so you guys could get out of financial debt and get the family back into into happy grounds. And it was purposely done because you weren't around. It's you get this, you get this no one situation. You get an untenable situation. It's best just to realize that that's a bad person. It's time to get the hell away from it. No, yeah. yeah, and I'm, again, I'm, you're obviously bringing up maybe hypothetical situation here. Uh, there's two parties now involved. Uh, I wouldn't consider that person my best friend uh, for one, and then two, uh, that person that would be even willing to do that again the problem should have been re resolved and also noticed before the dating even happened. But if your uh, best people, friend took away some miserable like this, he's probably even a better friend than he was before that because he got <laughs> that misery out of your life. And that's like a great thing, right? Well, depending on how you look at it. But again, the situation that is hypothetically brought up or, or maybe reality is again, something that should have been seen, you know, a hundred miles away. Like people don't just do these things. Let me put it that way. This isn't like something you wake up one day and go, today's the day I want to completely change my life around and do something I would have never done before. Uh, and, and again, this is why I talked about it a second ago. Dating should not happen because it does not teach and prepare men to be men and women to be women. You can say that all you want, but it's not a very realistic thing. It is a very realistic and it's actually factual. No, like, no, no. I'm saying it's not realistic to – it might be true, but it's not realistic to expect on any sort of level besides maybe the Mormon or Amish community that dating isn't going to happen. No, 100% is realistic, and, and it is expected. And actually, we have different marriages here in the upstate that have all happened that way, and they all got married with under a year, and now most of them are all over three years married and with children. So it is – I'm not just speaking from a no, way to No, I'm not saying it doesn't you know, happen. Expectation. I'm saying it's uh, not realistic for the vast no, majority of people. It, it is realistic. This, this is why it's realistic. You have to stop thinking the way you've been brainwashed to think about what dating is. So no, no, no. Dating, I'm not dating saying it's not – It's not going to happen for the majority of people in this world, my man. It, it, it can, 
if we stop letting it that statement come out of people's mouths. Here's what dating isn't. <laughs> dating is not this is what dating isn't now. Pay attention. Dating is not seeking someone that you want to serve for the rest of your life. That's what dating is not. And that's what marriage is. And and that's the reason why Dave and you can't get to this understanding of why marriage is actually good and why it would be awesome to work towards. That's horrible. And, and, if you indentured servitude. You, you, you want me to sign up for indentured servitude? I'd sooner put both toes on the end of a double barrel and hop on it while it was loaded. <laughs> Well, I mean, and again, that's because you, like have a a faulty under, you have a faulty understanding of what, what service looks like. Uh, but service? So, for example. Uh, would maybe you, it's a definition of the word work because, you know, if I got to sit here and, you know, you know, run a marathon every day, I don't think I could do it. I don't, wouldn't want to do it. My rest of my life, every day a marathon. Screw that. I'd rather not run the marathon every day. Well, I mean, here's an, here's an example. And, of course, you don't yeah, – this one might not be 100% accurate just because of the situation, but – you serve your children. That's different. I I, I got twenty I, I, years I, out on that. It's 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 different only because of the situation. Mine is not different. I'm responsible for my children every single day, all day, twenty four seven, and and my wife. So I have three people that one hundred percent depend on me every single day to make the right choices. That's responsibility. And that's service. And, and I love, I desire, I want, I want to serve them. I want them to be safe, secure, happy. I want them to be able to freely do the things that they desire to do in the day when I'm not there. I want them to be protected. So it, service is, is only bad because of the perspective that you're looking at it from. Because, yeah, you have been burned. And I'm not going to deny that. And I'm not going to say your story isn't valid to bring to the table. And this is where emotions come into play, and you're allowed to share those emotions, Dave, anytime you want to. You can share your feelings. <laughs> you know, yeah, maybe we're having a break. Through. Am I starting to cry on the phone here? Yeah, he's, he's tearing up on me. But, but, but uh, I don't. I just don't think you can compare kids to an adult. Like, like I, but you know, you guys are my friends here. You know, I, anybody called me up and said, "I need you in wherever now to pick up me, pick me up, and you know, whatever bail money, car tow, and then you just come up here and watch my kids for a month." I'm probably there. You know, I'd be one of the first guys people would call on that. Um, and, and I'm not even having sex with you, you guys. And, and, and if well, I, one of know, us, one of us. <laughs> and, then, and then, if you know, and, and to compare my the kids to it, in having kids, which I tried to, and we we tried to, and we we had kids. Um, it's just you know they're they're getting more independent every day. But that's a service. You know, I got to put three meals on a day. You know, twenty four seven. No matter what happens, we're always there for the kids, right? No matter what happens, that if yeah, hundred percent lunchbox to school you're driving to school for with a lunchbox miserable but it happens it's part of being a dad and part of being an awesome dad but and i, I would, just don't think you, you can compare that to an independent somebody that's got two arms two legs like i don't expect josiah to call me up and say bring me a lunchbox today over in orange park i'm just like <laughs> go to mcdonald's and use your credit card you're an idiot you know yeah well, and so, I mean, the, the thing is, is like, would you still feel that way about your children if every time you, you brought them something, they cussed you out and told you how awful of a person you wouldn't? Would you have that same feeling for them? Well, you can beat your kid's ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can, you, <laughs> you, can, cor- you, you can correct misbehavior when, it, when th- things are out of bounds. And that's one thing about a spouse. There's, My mom and dad would correct. argue that. <laughs> you, 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 can't correct, you can't correct misbehavior of a spouse. Whether she wants to uh, uh, not do whatever, housework, dishes, 
not get a job, stay unemployed, but not do anything, take off, party with her friends and, you know, whatever she wants to do. That's her life. You got to let that live. I'm a libertarian. Let each other live as you want. You know, you want to live conservative, do it. You want to live liberal, do it. You know, just as long as it doesn't come into my home and, you know, you guys don't show up and teach my kids how to, why gay is the best thing out there or something. You know, that wouldn't be a teaching I would want in front so of the kids. So my question is, when did you find this out, like this this hypothetical person that did these things? Like, when did you discover that this person ultimately didn't care about anybody but themselves? Well, it's t- mostly in every relationship you've ever seen is that it's always like that. It's just, a, it's just a, the, the really, I see the difference is how long can you tolerate it before you say I've had enough? I would disagree with that, but I'm saying in the, in the situation you're talking about, like this, this person, like one day you just woke up and go, holy shit. Like they just only care about themselves and want to go, you know, freely live however they want. It's, it's a, it's a barometer of, uh, of wins and losses through life. And sometimes as a team, you're generally winning, you know, you're doing something better than 500. And at some point, you know, the batting average just drops. And it's not just like it's a, it's a, it's a losing streak. It's that it continues to drop and is dropping. At that point, it's time to uh, you know push the eject button because nothing can save the horrible outcome that's about ready to bestow everybody involved. So, and the reason why I'm asking this is it, when I knew that I was going to marry the wife that I have, I knew because of the way she was before I married her. And I, I know this is going to be a shocker for some of you guys listening, but I wasn't always like this goody two shoes, like <laughs> little Christian boy that wanted to do the right thing. Like I had female friends in my life that I did things with that I, that were definitely like these women were bad women. And, but I never looked at those women like, man, like this is, this is wife material. Like, I can't believe she just shotgunned a PBR at the back of the truck and, like now she's driving my brother's truck off the cliff like that. Wow. Like this is going to be the woman that takes care of my children. And that's what I'm, that's what I'm getting at is as a man, we have to take responsibilities for everything. And it, I'm, what I'm saying is this woman that just one day decided to be a libertarian and do whatever the frick she wanted to do. Didn't wake up and just become that she was already that way. And, and as, an, as a man, when we start to really define what it looks like for a woman in our lives, when I met this woman that I'm married to right now, when we were dating, and yes, we dated, and yes, I'm against dating, Lily, I know you're going to be scared, and I don't have any Reddit documents to prove you wrong on this one. But when we were dating, she didn't like start you know, being a wife when I got married to her. She was already acting that way. She was serving me. She was coming around and she was like cleaning up my apartment once she was waiting for me to get back to the apartment. Like we did things together. She was interested in the things I wanted to be interested in. She had all the characteristics of what a responsible adult woman should look like. She had the desire to raise children. She was already helping at like the nursery and she worked at a daycare and she was good with children. Um, so like it wasn't, there was a clear difference between her and these other women from the partying scene that, I, I wasn't like I woke up and was like, wow, like she's a mother. She already re- resembled the woman that I wanted to grow with. And she had a desire to become a better woman and still does. And so by doing so, both parties, myself and her, are both desiring to be better people. We both desire to love the other person more. And in doing so, we both are happier 
And by the way, I do stuff. I get to go out with the boys two, three times a week. When I'm down in Florida, I can go hang out with Dave and I can go hang out with Lily. Uh, and I can stay out till two, three, four in the morning, whatever. And I can do what I want to do. And, it's, and I'm not in prison. It's not nagging. I don't get tired. And are there times where she has complaints? And are there tired where I have compl- times where I have complaints? Absolutely. That's just life. I don't know of a single human being. Like if you if you hung out with Lily every day for more than a week straight, like I'm talking sun up to sundown, you would divorce him on day two. Promise. Oh, that's that. not necessarily true. No, promise you that. Like the amount of times he lot for coaching vacation we took. Listen, I know for a fact that's not true. Dave, Dave dudes, would divorce you I've on had, day two. He would get listen, so tired of, of Lily listen, pissing in his I've shoes had, at the back I've door. I've had close male friendships being in the military where I've seen, including Stroopy, that person every single day, live with them about every minute of every day for months and months on end and never had a single argument and been best of friends and still are best of friends. No, no. So there's a difference from having an argument and just ignoring the elephant in the room. Those are two totally different things. No, I – I'm I'm saying there I've had relationships, male friendships where I've hung out every single day for months on end and never had a single issue. Uh, it meant it, it's different though. That's true for every man. Men can do that. I, I had roommates that were all men and I I'm a promise you right now, because I'm man enough to say we definitely had arguments and that was because I addressed the elephant in the room. Most men are candy asses and refuse to address the argument in the room because they don't want to have to have the uncomfortable conversation of one person bitching as they would look at it and are unwilling to see their own faults. Oh, when a man takes men responsibility. No, I'm telling you, the pussies are unwilling to have the conversation. I'm telling you, I've had because, multiple listen, relationships with men that are what, not what, what type of conversations? last a long time. Yeah, and to say yeah. no otherwise is just ignorant because you don't know these men and you don't know it's not ignorant. So either I'm eight, lying, eight. Either I'm lying you are or lying. I'm right. You are lying. I'm not you are lying. lying. But, no. but Jonathan, name like three things, three things your roommates did to you that were that, that you had to get up there and grab by the throat, threaten to uh, whoop some ass. Well, so actually, I do. Have, I'll come to that story with, but I'll, I'll bring up a real time marriage story. I get absolutely furious. Like I, it, it bothers me, and it just happened this morning. I was actually late to work because of this. When my wife takes my clothes, and she's doing a great thing because she's washing my clothes and she's getting them ready for me. But when I, I put – I have a spot. I put my clothes in this one spot, and I say, don't touch these – as long as these clothes sit here, don't touch them. I don't consider them dirty. I'm going to wear them again. To this day, she still does it. I address it every single time, and every single time there's backlash in the conversation. So those are the conversations I'm talking about. That doesn't mean I'm going to get tired of hearing about it. And then the same thing I have to hear about. I don't take out the trash. I don't because it sat there, you know, a day or or longer than she she felt it was necessary. I don't help with the dishes ever. The word ever is used, even though I do. Like I never take off my shoes at the door. I never clean out the the bathroom sink. I never wash the floor. I hear these things every single you day. Suck, you sound like you kind of suck, actually. Yeah, I'm, I'm a I'm a miserable human being, right? But again. I understand that the extreme frustration is due to the fact that she has a life and she has a day full of things and she would like help too. So let's go, let's go back to the roommate though. Cause you talk about a, a guy that lived with me. So I had a rule in, in the house that I rented and I had, uh, you know, people living with me and I'm, here was my rule, simple rule, right? Everything in the house is yours to use. All the food in the fridge and cabinets are yours to eat. I only ask that you let me know when it's down to the last one before I get home 
so that I can replenish the cabinet so I don't have to get home, shower, and get done with my day, open up the cabinet, and find out that it's no more there. That was my yeah, rule. Yeah, but you can't count that when you're drinking, though. I mean, that's a good rule if you're not drinking. Right. So, okay. So, but that was my only rule. Like, I didn't have any other rule. I didn't care what you did. You could bring hookers and cocaine into my house. I didn't care. And then don't party. go and, yeah, I don't leave. I want to party with you some. Yeah, no, <laughs> don't, don't, yeah. Don't, don't go in my bedroom. That was another rule. Those are the only two rules. Okay. I didn't care about anything else. All right. So, about a month in classic i'm driving home from work and you get home and then i open the fridge to find no milk i'm like all right first time let's show a little grace knock on the door yo where's the milk oh yeah i forgot to text you no that's unacceptable that's the one rule that i had don't break that one okay it happened a couple more times happened a couple more times happened a couple more times okay the next one i had to start putting on i didn't use dishes i worked in a restaurant so i didn't eat at my house ever and if i did i brought home styrofoam containers full of food so i threw them out the dishes would pile up. And so finally, I'm like, hey, we got to address the elephant in the room. Your dishes are constantly piled up in the sink. He's like, well, how do you know they're mine? I'm like, because I don't use dishes and I don't have any. These are all yours. And so then what happened is he started to pile up. He went and bought styrofoam stuff. So he started using it and then the trash would fill up. So I was like, okay, now we got to deal with the trash. Well, one day it got so tiring that the trash was literally like piled three bags high in the single can that I had in the kitchen. So I said, all right, clearly communication isn't working. So I knew he got up at two in the morning to go to his job. He'd get home about, you know, one or something. And so I took the trash can when he went to bed and I stuck the whole thing in front of his door so that the very first thing he'd run into in the middle of the night when he woke up is the trash and it would knock all over the hall. And uh, sure enough, that worked. And then we got pretty heated into it and blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then the next situation was his brother came lived with us, uh, slept behind the couch for a long time. It was all, this was all open agreement. You know, everybody understood the rules. He'd sleep on the couch. He's still paying X amount of dollars in rent. Uh, we all signed up to it. Well, start doing that and frustration built up and, you know, oh man, F this, I'm sleeping behind a couch and like you guys are getting up early and I can't sleep and, you know, I'm still paying X amount of rent. And so like that had to be addressed. Like, no, you agreed to it. This is what it was. Uh, so those are some heavy, heavier situations that were done with men. Uh, and then ultimately they decided to move out. Like that was their choice. They divorced me, you know? Uh, sounds like a reasonable approach. I mean, also, also maybe they figured out they don't have to sleep on the floor anymore. You know? Well, yeah. I mean, that was on them. You're not going to find rent for two fifty. Oh, that's yeah. really, that's really good. Right. Uh, but, but at least they were, you know, it was crawl walk running run life. You know, I also had a, you know, the 80, 82 Chevette car, you know, that, that yeah. I got rid of, but, got, but got the, rid of I mean, 20 years ago. The moral of the story um, is in all those situations, my marriage included, crystal clear from day one before we all said I do was communicated. And so that's what I hold the accountability to. And I'll even go to the, I'll, I'll break down the communication with my wife. When we started dating, I, I said to her, I will not take you on dates. I will not buy your dinner. I will not open your car door. I'm not going to hold your hand. Uh, these are the things I'm going to pursue. I want to buy a house. I want to buy the restaurant. I want to get married and I want to start a family. You can either be in on that or you And she chose to be in on that. And I'm not even saying that I did everything right in the beginning steps. Was she drinking? Was she, was she drinking a lot of that those days? Or No, I just had a <laughs> lot of money and I looked, I'm drop dead gorgeous. So she just got lost in that. <laughs> Gotcha. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm yeah. with you. But but the point is that I was very clear. So like 
for the, anybody to be mad at anybody but yourself in that situation is is just dumb. And so, you know, I, this is not a man versus woman thing. This is just a strictly an individual. And that's why, you know, I, I said, yeah, Lil, you are lying because people either do one of two things. They either address the problems and work together with solutions or they sweep everything under the rug and pretend like everything's okay. And most people that mature and grow up find out that most people don't want to actually address the problems and actually hated you. I mean, I had people, uh, I, I found out like years now, five, five years after my marriage that are still pissed at me because they weren't invited to my wedding, even though I hadn't heard from these people in about four years before my marriage. Before, I can, you know, I can day. say for a fact that I've had male and, and I mean, if you want to say I'm lying, that's, that's, that's all good, but male relationships where we were spending days and days upon days with each other and there was not a single problem between us. Uh, maybe. And, and if there was a problem that came up like, hey, can you not do this? I would say yes. Or if I said, hey, can you not do this? And they would say yes. I'm not saying there wasn't like an issue arose we had to address, but I'm saying the issue was handled calmly and it didn't affect our, our good relationship and our friendship. Now, I'm not saying that's possible with every dude. I've also had roommates that I fucking I hate and I was forced into a roommate situation that picked them. But I've also had male relationships in my life that I've picked that. I mean, I think honestly, me and you, John, could probably be roommates happily for a very long time. And if I had you had a problem with me, I know for a fact that you wouldn't be afraid to say it. And you know, I'm a reasonable guy. I can say, okay, yeah, I was, you know, being loud as fuck last night. I apologize. It won't happen again. Or yeah, I, I you know, I ate that snack. And I didn't realize it was yours. I'll go buy you some more. We'd have those conversations for sure. But I oh, think we successfully could have an easy, happy relationship for you know years and years I on end, and, and be fine with that. I will confidently say I don't think we could, and it wouldn't be because of what you you just brought to the table. I would 100% address it, and I think you would 100% respectfully do everything you could do to oblige to that. Uh, we, we would not make a good relationship because I would start to infringe on your lifestyle, and you would not like that, and therefore you would not be able to continue in life with me. Hmm. I, man enough, I can manly, man enough to say that like <laughs> because when you live with somebody – you're, you're joining lives together. So you can think that, no, I'm doing this one thing outside of the home and it's on my own and blah, 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 blah. But you don't realize what it brings into the home and to knowing that you're a part of something or the other person has to be a part of it. Even though you're not physically a part of it, there's, there's a whole world that it actually, as human beings, like nobody wants to be associated when they're with somebody that has any kind of, and disagreement negativity or something they don't really want to be a participant of because then the outside eyes looking in will start to say your 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 roommate husband is is josiah and he's doing this did you know he was over here the other night and then you me as a person i'm like well uh, yeah but i mean I, I knew he did that and like we have a cool so, understanding we agree so you, you just totally piqued my curiosity here so i gotta ask this elephant room question now yeah what infringement upon josiah's right would you cut yourself in the middle of and lecture him like a parent uh when he uh i just couldn't imagine me doing that i mean i might not politically agree with my friends and stuff like that we might joke about things i would bring it up in jovial ways that why i know you think you know biden is awesome and Buttigieg is awesome but it might be like but you got to think about these things a little bit and they would do the same thing, like you think, uh, you know, whomever is on. You know, we go back and forth a little bit on that, but that's sparring. But I don't see what would you infringe upon somebody's roommate rights with Josiah, someone like Josiah. 
Well, I wouldn't call I wouldn't call them rights. I mean, that's the thing. Like when you enter into, and we're calling them roommates. Just take yeah. it like in the context of the the Valentine's conversation we're having is marriage. You're entering into a covenant together under one roof. So, like, I would be in a, every part of your practice of life, and over time, I'm going to learn those practices of life, whether I knew them from day one or not. And they will eventually creep into the home because, as human beings, we're creatures of habits, and and over time. Eventually, I'm going to find out, like, where I, as a human being, I'm going to decide, like, I don't want to go do my lifestyle practices out of the home because it costs me more money. I want to just be able to do it in my own free will space that I pay half the rent on. And so it's slowly going to creep into the home, which will then slowly be a part of my own business. So I'm not actually infringing on his free will or infringing on his, his constitutional rights, as we want to look at it. But I'm actually, we agreed in the beginning, hey, we're co-owners of this property, this space. And these are the things that we want to do. And this is the things I want to do. So this is where clear communication would have happened from the beginning. And so as those things start to come in, they start to become my problem. And so what, that's what, the moment. What, of, what things? What, what things? I still, I still, would you think it would be, uh, uh, would it be, if I was your roommate, would it be uh, bringing my dates home? Uh, bringing um, home it, maybe I, met a, I met a girl online or I met a, uh, an old friend of mine from high school. I don't think it'd be women. It, it would. It would probably start simple. I mean, it could. It could start with Take that. It, no, it, it, stuff I'm thinking. What is it? I mean, I mean, it, it could be all that. It, it's gonna. It, it never again. No major problem starts off huge. So it's gonna be little things. It's gonna be, you know, he came home one night and he was on the phone talking about how he's a Biden supporter and like that pissed me <laughs> off. I'm like, I'm like, golly, this dude's a freaking Biden supporter. Well, the next thing you know, like he comes over and he's got 17 LGBTQRX elementary backwards Russian alphabets with him. And like, I'm like, oh, wow, this is different. And then like maybe, we, you know, we both like to go to the bar and we like to drink, but I don't like drinking PBRs as much. I didn't realize, wow, he's bringing three suitcases home and diet and they're all gone in the morning. Like it, it's going to be small things that start off big. Oh, he doesn't, you know, clean his laundry every day. Uh, he doesn't actually do the dishes or help with any of the chores, though. He like to leave the door unlocked and... let's just say he was respectful in, in general so i mean just let's not get into you know music at 5 a.m or something but let's say that someone's generally respectful um but it, but it's there you're telling me that you would uh you would get up his butt so you would change somebody's free will to to date who they want to date to no to change their religion to change their to, to change their free will. I mean, whatever it may be, they, they, they like a car. You want them to get a pickup truck and you harass them about that. No, what I'm, what I'm getting at is I'm saying before we even start dating, I'm going to be crystal clear on these things. So you wouldn't have to enter into a relationship with me without knowing. Well, uh, uh, first of all, if, if I ever brought a crackhead into the house <laughs> that stole something, or if I was blasting music, at you wouldn't be able to walk in the house. Sleep. I would say I would say 100. percent That's a that's a that's a roommate. But in general, and you can speak to any roommates I've had previously. I'm extremely respectful. I I actually have a I mean I actually have a huge thing about being you know dishes no dish in sink and folded laundry and clean room. But I I mean I feel like I'm defending. <laughs> I'm saying the obvious here as far as bringing a crackhead into the house is unacceptable. That steals yeah, your I would shit. I would not make that a rule because I wouldn't want you not to be able to enter into the house you pay rent on. Well, I, I would I would I'm trying to bring crackheads is what I'm saying. <laughs> Misses the joke. <laughs> but like here, here's what I'm getting at, Dave. Like 
these are the conversations that should have happened before dating and also during dating so that entering into this covenant with this individual would have never been confusing. Uh, no, I'm not asking someone to change. I'm just stating that I'm not going to do life with somebody who's unwilling or doesn't want to be in participation of the things that I agree with. And so, for example, like I'm not going to marry a woman. I don't care how hot she is. I don't care what kind of you know, pleasure effects and all these other things that go on. I don't care anything about that woman if we do not see eye to eye in the direction we're going in the future. Now, I'm not talking about here and now or here in the past. So, for example, like I'm not going to marry a Muslim because I don't really want to hear the chanting and moaning and, and worship on the rug at two o'clock in the morning to the sound of bells. Like, I, I'm no, I'm not asking you to change your, your free will to worship uh, made of deity. I'm just not going to enter into life with you. Like that's, that's just the simple truth of the matter. And so what I'm getting at is this problem, all these problems that so on supposedly happen in all marriages or a good number of marriages, as you would like to put it, would not happen if the first appropriate steps were taking place and both parties are actual responsible adults prior to entering into a huge life decision. It's like, it's I, 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 told, I to totally make. call BS on that because whereas a guy can say, I told you before we got married, like make up the 10 things. I don't care what they are. They all change. I don't want kids. And then all of a sudden you're 40 and one of you or both of you want kids. You, you can just make, make not, those aren't, those aren't the things I'm talking about, but, but see, I'm telling you whatever, whatever edict each of you lays down that you agree with when you're 18 to 25 or 30, whatever it may be, fast forward 20 years, that shit don't exist. And by the way, P.S. In case you haven't caught on to this shit stuff, because I'm an old man, at age 55, things really change, and you're in a you're in a shit store, young man. And it's all you can do is hang on for dear life, and the and the punches are being thrown, and it's it's all everything changes. Everything you said, oh, I will never give up my uh, 1971 Mustang car. That thing was gone a long time ago. You you don't even have pictures of that. It got burned a long time ago when you got mad. So. Moral of the story but, is don't, again, don't think you're going to lay the edict down day one and call that a covenant and think that, that covenant isn't in one person's favor and it ain't the man's. Well, what I'm getting at is, again, there's two, two sides of the stories. Yes, you may have been willing to give up all these things and to change over time. She wasn't and she never was. That's the point I'm making. Both And, and these are this is not something that's like there's a simple copy and paste answer. This is the part where it takes maturing and growing up to understand like again i didn't look at my wife and think she was perfect when i met her i looked at my wife and said she's worth living with forever and growing with together she's worth that i didn't think she was perfect but i knew she was responsible i knew she was a woman i knew she was mature i knew she had it was independent i knew she wasn't out partying and sleeping around i knew she wasn't doing all the wrong things she wasn't trying to do the wrong things I, these were clear signs. Whereas the other super smoking hot 10 out of 10 women that I was sleeping around with, hanging out with before I met her were not these kind of women. They weren't responsible. They didn't have their lives in order. They were not mature. They could not be mature. Some of them are still not mature today. Cause I do have some of them still on Facebook as friends and they would have never met the criteria. So that, that's not, not, that, that 10 out of 10 was a dude. Just tell you right now. <laughs> One of them was, but there was a lot of drugs involved, but, um, and, and I didn't, he, we didn't play freeze tag. Like he wanted to, like it was, <laughs> we wound up playing like different game, hide and seek. And I left, but, uh, <laughs> leapfrog, leapfrog, yeah. whatever. 
I didn't want to get knocked over with the log, but um, the the point I'm making is, and no, and I get again. There's a lot of biased sides of the story. I get it. There's a lot of pain involved, and you probably threw two boxes of tissues with your feelings right now. But a <laughs> 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 uh, plus. But but, uh, but the, what I'm getting at is like it. You hear one thing, and because of all the past and the hurt and the pain and all the other garbage and the drama and the, and the work, you're only hearing the negative side. And, and I hate it for you. I, like, I genuinely mean that. Like, it sucks that you only had those experiences because there's another beautiful side of marriage. But I, what, I'm, what I'm getting at is, yes, here's the sad fact and reality. As a man, you do have to work harder. That is why we get paid more. That is why we're worth more on, as far as tax dollars go into the government system in the workforce and in the marriage. It is our responsibility. We're the one that's supposed to defend. We're the one that's supposed to lay our lives down. We're the one that's supposed to serve. We're the one supposed to bottle up emotions and make rational logic decisions that are going to better our family in the future. It, it, it's just the way it goes. And it's not just in marriage. It's just in life in general. Well, I and hate to break I, it to you, but my liberal professor said that when men go to war, women suffer the most. Well, you're a liberal, uh, <laughs> a, a, you're a liberal oppressor, oppressor. Oh, <laughs> you're a liberal depressor. <laughs> you know, it, 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 it's sad, but it's, it's just the reality we face. And all I'm getting at is that you can spot these women a mile away. And these men, it, they're not, they didn't wake up one day and decide that they're going to be these irrational, partied out, do what they want, free will, I'm not going to whatever's. They already were like that, and and maybe you let your dick talk for you, or maybe you let your emotions or your your physical attraction talk. But I'm That's a guy. The dick's at. supposed to talk for you. No, no, you shut that thing up, just like you you, you would your children. Apparently, like to keep them <laughs> things quiet. Like no, 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 no masturbation. You gotta let that thing just you know breeze. Nobody said anything about choking a chicken here. Like I'm just letting you know, like that thing needs uh, to I, shut I, its I mouth. That. Listen, if, yeah, it's all right. The first time I heard that term, choking the chicken, it took me about a minute to figure out what they were talking about. <laughs> oh, gosh. That's longer than you've ever lasted with it. But, um, yeah. Oh, wait, you guys last more than a minute? <laughs> but again, <laughs> we, we I, I got just... to do a podcast on that one, by the way. We still got to do a podcast on, oh, gosh. on, 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 on the, the, the sexual. You've been, you've been bumping it down the road, kicking that can. But uh... Even if we don't post it, you, we have to do it. Well, yeah, I mean, if we, we don't we don't post that podcast. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll let you guys it. circle jerk around it. It's fine, but um, <laughs> me and David <laughs> test every theory that you tell us. Again, the 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 point that needs to be made clear is that it, it sucks, but it is the reality. A responsible a responsible man is the determining factor of happiness, not just in the marriage, but also in the workplace and in every situation that he puts himself into. That means he keeps composure. And even the toughest situations in marriage, it just so sucks because it, there's this reality now that, again, now Dave understands why I don't think women should have rights. But, hey, whatever. Uh, they have the right to divorce now. And that wasn't always the case. And they had to learn that it was their decision to, to marry. And not always, again, Louis going to bring up his six Reddit articles that he read six weeks ago about how women are forced to be married in different countries and that's not also factual true or in, in any of the other situations but it, it is the reality and at the end of the day there are also and i will agree with dave on this one there are some people that are just bad people that desire to continue on in their bad behaviors and bad actions that's just the sad reality too so what i'm getting at though is there is a way to avoid that 
a very good way to avoid that. And I'm, even then, welcome to the free will of humanity. Even then, sometimes someone can sneak through the screens and sneak through the filters and still come out on the on the bottom end of the totem pole and lose it all. But nine times out of ten, with good judgment, good friendship, good relationships all the way around, and and responsibility, you can stop most of that garbage from happening. So, well, I, I guess in my my summary here, I truly chime in is that in a libertarian, true libertarian mindset on everything I look at. It's let me live my life, and that doesn't mean fifty whores. If if that was that's not that's not the deal of a marriage here you know, normally. Um, it's the same with her; she doesn't have fifty dudes. Unless you're Mormon. And, and let people yeah, let people let you, you live your life as you want to live your life. The only reason you're together is because you want to be together. If you don't want to be together, you don't, and that makes it simple. And then you go separate ways if you don't want to be together. Hard, hard for the family, hard for kids. You know that that's certainly a, an experience in my life, and I, it's one thing. The one big mar in that whole system is it's an easy out. If she doesn't want to be in a situation, and or I don't want to be in a situation, she walks, and uh, it keeps free will at mind. And it keeps the only thing the only thing force you together is that you want to be there. It's not forced to. It's not because I said. It's not because I signed this agreement and said I was going to be here for the rest of my life. I appreciate that. If I change the rules tremendously, for example, I became a crackhead or an alcoholic as I pop a beer or a, uh, you know, anything else that would just be, you know, out of the norm of a, a basic, a basic, uh, you know, normal American as we see it. I think at that point you, uh, you did change the rules, you know, you became a cokehead or whatever it may be, fentanyl lover. You got to get away from that stuff. But I think total free will. Uh, that keeps that that way. There's, if you want to be in a relationship, you're only there for one reason. That's because you want to be there. Things get tough. You still want to be there when things are tough. Typically, I mean, God forbid, you know, in a medical situation, I would think you'd want each other more. You know, I mean, I'd hate to see, even God forbid, my ex. I would hate to see her in a medical situation and have to, you know, have time time run short. That'd be horrible, horrible situation to think about. You know. I mean, Shell, even now, I'd hate to think about that. Well, and that, that's the thing, again, I, I don't agree with is, and I have a couple testimonies on this side of the table here that would also disagree, but one example is a woman, I think they're going on 38 years married, and he's a he's a raging alcoholic. They have three kids together, and she's never left him or divorced him. She stayed with him, and, you know, she continues to stay with him. Why? I have no idea. I can't. I can't fathom it. But it's an amazing testimony that she shared many times. The the other thing is she, she she's just relying. He's relying on her good resolve. I mean, that's a little different, you know. If if God forbid you slipped into some opioid situation in your life, and your loved one didn't leave you, you're just she's just being awesome to you. You know, that's simply the answer. Well, it's, I mean, you'd have to hear her testimony. It's definitely not the answer. I mean, she, he's abusive, abused the children, a bunch of other crap. But, you know, it's, it's again, more than just – Is he, he still wants this to, way? He's mild out because he's older, but, uh, yeah. Probably should have left him for the sake of the kids. Well, it's debatable. I've heard the, I've heard the testimony. It's a powerful thing. But uh, the, other, the other thing is, using the work example, uh, when I first got the job, man, I, I lost 50-something thousand dollars in, like, month six. And I'm grateful that my boss didn't divorce me and cut me to the roads. And uh, he's also grateful, too, that he didn't do that because 
the next year I made him 63% profit in the shipping department. So I made him well, well over what I lost him. And this last year I made him two and a half percent, 15%. Like, so again, it's, it's your free will is only a part of life, but like, there's a lot of things that, yeah, I wish I could do and I would desire to do, but my desire to love my wife and family is greater than my desire to be a boy anymore. Like, I'm a man now. And like those things that I used to think are super fun and awesome. And I still love and enjoy aren't as important to me anymore. Um, and this is a part of the maturing side of life and the reality of saying, Hey, what's more important and what's more of a, uh, a desire of mine. And now I'm at a place where I get to actually Lord willing, my, my two boys or one of the two will each find a hobby and the things that I love and enjoy that I can actually just dump tons of money into their passion and actually see them maybe become a full-time career out of these things where I didn't have that opportunity. No, so, stupid. No, I'm just kidding. Can you imagine? <laughs> I would only imagine it from you. <laughs> no, that's amazing. That's amazing. But, I'm kidding. But it's, it's, I, I get it. And, and at the end of the day, like box three of tissues for Dave. Like, I, don't, I hate it, man. I hate that you had to cry that much on the pod tonight. Like, uh, I hope we got some major breakthroughs. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, we had to, we had to talk about feelings, you know. I mean, feelings. Yeah. It's a day for feelings, you know. Yeah, was, that was a soft to- topic, and I get it. And you know, it is what it is. I hate that you had the experiences you've had with with marriage in general, and I ultimately hate that that's the experience most men do. But oh, no, no one should ever get married. If you if, hear me <laughs> out, everybody on this thing podcast, effing run at every juncture. It comes out of that. If you want to be together, be together. If you don't, don't. Uh, marriage has become a legal system's way of taking your money, give each other the money and everything you want back and forth, but don't let the court and their att- appointed attorneys direct you what you should do. Run always from marriage. Hide, run, save yourself, save each other, save your loved ones. If you love her very much, if you love him very much, run. Never get married. Don't ever do it. <laughs> I'm and I'm gonna I'm gonna second what Dave said. Like I'm in agreement because I hate dating and I think most of you little boys should not get married because they're not responsible men. But I'm also gonna say if you are married, then be a man, take responsibility of the decisions you made, and do everything you can to be the responsible man you're supposed to be in loving exactly. your wife. Live your miserable life. Keep, Live your miserable yeah, life. And, and, be and, and you can you can call it miserable, but the reality is you made the decision to enter into that decision that you made. That's on you. So be a man. Pick up your damn pants by your bootstraps and F and be the man that you're supposed to be. It's I'll just that simple. But marry well, another well, man. Listen, marry <laughs> another man. <laughs> Don't do that. But uh, <laughs> but but again, I, I will agree with Dave in the in the first part without all the the biased hatred and and you wanted to. Dave, Dave is just mad that he can't say the things I can say. Like women shouldn't have rights. Okay, but uh, <laughs> the, I, I agree. Most boys that are out there today up to the ages of 30, because that's what they are, they're boys, should not get married. And I actually advise almost every boy that comes and talks to me not to get married because after doing life with them for certain periods of time, I can see right through all the BS. They are not responsible. They are not ready to be married. And why would I want to see them ruin another woman's life who might be ready or might not be ready? So I agree with you. Number one, if you are dating, stop doing it. If you are trying to get married, but all you're doing is going out and hooking up with girls, you are not ready for marriage. Stop doing that too. So I'm a, I'm in agreement, but I'm going to have a less biased opinion 
I do agree with Dave. Women shouldn't have rights. <laughs> 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 uh, uh, yeah, wow. Oh God. I had to take advantage of that for a quick minute. Uh, nice. Oh gosh. Good pod, boys. I love you. Uh, yeah, absolutely. We're gonna have a lot of editing right. to do in this one. Yeah, uh, but uh, it's All gonna right. be great. Love you, boys. I uh, love you. Appreciate it. Respect. Uh, Ooh.